Welcome back to the WTOC Sports Podcast. I'm Lindsey Goff, WTOC Sports Director. I'm recording this on a Sunday night as the GHSA has finalized their state basketball playoff brackets. That gets underway on Tuesday. This podcast is coming out on a Monday. So hopefully you're listening early before all these games get underway because our guests can provide some good insight for you. Um, And it's not just the GHSA getting underway. Pretty much all the leagues have started or are starting this week. So our guests are completely postseason basketball center for the Coastal Empire and the Low Country. And our first guest, you probably know him, Coach Carl DeMossi of Islands High School. He's the athletic director, the boys basketball coach, and he runs his own high school sports website, the Carl DeMossi Sports Report, PrepSportsReport.com. So he joined us to talk about some of the local Savannah basketball teams and just his thoughts and the outlook on who can make a run to the state championship. And here's our discussion. Foremost, thanks for joining the WTOC Sports Podcast. Um, I know you guys are probably excited because you've got games of your own coming up with Islands, but um, talk to me a little bit about some of the matchups that I know we're still waiting on some to be finalized, but some of the matchups that uh, stick out to you and are exciting to you? Well, basically, I got all the matchups except for one, so I'm still waiting uh, to get that last one. So I have 27 out of 28 matchups. Uh, the coaches have been good responding to me. And uh, what's – I mean, it's the first round. It's, it's really tough, one versus four or two versus three. It's a toss-up when you talk about one, one versus four. I think uh, me personally, uh, the Islands Hardaway girls game – on Tuesday night is going to be uh, is going to be interesting because uh, Hardaway, even though they finished in third place, is very athletic, very uh, aggressive. Uh, they're going to trap Islands, so, so it's going to be pretty interesting how Islands High School, my girls' team, is going to do. So that, that's pretty much intriguing. I'm still waiting to hear from uh, Woodville Tompkins. That's the only game I haven't heard from that set up Woodville Tompkins going up to Northeast, making the boys' team. Uh, just you know, they've been out for so long they finally got to play Saturday night they came out and they won by 20 points but you know it's a long layoff and north side sorry northeast Macon is usually a perennial uh state team they're very uh athletic uh they're very aggressive and we know Lenny Williams does a great job over at Woodville his teams are the same way um Mohammed at Country Day boys uh I have no idea what Mohammed's life first time I ever heard of that school uh <laughs> Country That's how Day. I feel looking at a lot of these as an outsider to, or to, to Georgia as well, not to Kentucky. I'm from Kentucky, but yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Muhammad, I mean, I, I haven't heard of school. I know Country Day, Demetrius Smith has done a great job over there. Uh, they got hot at the right time. They won the uh, class 1A Region 3 with Calvary, Christian, and Aquinas. Uh, so, th- you know, they're, they're peaking at the same time. What worries me about, we're talking about the boys' side, is that the lack of height. When you get deep into the state playoffs, I mean, like uh, Green Forest. I mean, I've heard they got kids six foot five, six foot six, six foot seven. Calvary's got to go up against them in the first round. So height is the key when you're talking about basketball in the state tournament, and also depth. And you know, we we might have two, two, three basketball players on each team, but when you got four, five, six, seven like these other schools, it makes a big difference. Yes, I I know our local uh, kids try hard. Our local three sport athletes. Uh, I mean, uh, they, they really put it to the test. But when you got kids that play uh, basketball year round up in the uh, ATL area and uh, they're above six foot four, you, you got to have a tough time. You know, on the girls' side, 
You know, we're always going to look at Calvary, make a deep run. They do lack height. You're going to look at Johnson. They're Boy, always Calvary make- can shoot, though. Whew. Right. But you know what? <laughs> you got to be able to get the rebound, and you got to be able to, to control the boards. And I think that's what Calvary lacks this year. Um, Johnson, Coach Lindsey, always has those girls ready, but he lacks, lacks depth. And, you know, they played their first game in, like, uh, 24 days the other night. Ah. So that's going to be interesting to see how they do. Uh, you know, they got to take out on um, – Let's see. First round. Uh, uh, what did you tell me you had to do? Let me find my first round. Uh, they are playing on Wednesday night. So uh, the girls at Jenkins will be. Just for everybody on. listening, we're recording this on a Sunday night as right. these are coming out. So this podcast will come out on Monday, but we're just getting all these matchups right, right. now, just for everyone's clarity's sake. <laughs> so they'll take on Pike County. Now you're going to have a doubleheader over at Johnson on Wednesday night. The girls will be play fun. six. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier. Everybody's at one place. The girls will be at 6. The guys will be at 7.30. You know, uh, you know, Chuck Campbell came in and did a great job with the boys' team, but they lack height. So they'll take on Chris County. I think they'll be okay with Chris County, the boys, uh, Adam Smashes. But, you know, it's going to be interesting once you get into that, you know, next round and around after. It's going to be, uh, you know, and all the games are going to be played at the highest seed of two teams uh, site until we get to the championships. Then it's going to go to Macon. So, you know, you can have home court advantage all the way through. And then, of course, the universal coin flip, uh, when two teams are seated in the same spot, they do the coin flip, who's ever on top, who's ever on bottom. So that plays into the factor too. So uh, uh, as far as the games I'm looking for, I'm like I told you, the Woodville boys at Northeast Macon and uh, the Islands girls against Hardaway. Uh, I think the first round, other first round match, uh, matchups should go should go pretty, uh, pretty well for uh, this area's uh, local teams making the playoffs. We'll let you brag on your Island Sharks for a second. Uh, I know the girls wanted to win the region championship, but having that runner-up trophy, um, especially in a season like this with with COVID and everything that everybody's kind of had to go through and battle just to have a season at all, how proud are you all over there uh, of this team? Well, the program has grown. I mean, uh, when I came over to Islands to start the football program, I also took over the girls' basketball program, and I did it for two years, and we didn't win a game. Uh, you know, we were 0-18, I think 0-19 the next year. And then uh, I gave it up. I went over to the boys' side, and uh, they finally won their first game. They beat New Hampstead. Uh, I can remember that very well, way back uh, in that third season, uh, the fourth season by the school's uh, status, third season for me being there. And it's just grown, you know, and Jamie Salas has been consistent. He works the girls' hard with fundamentals. Uh, uh, you know, you just got to gotta just have the kids believe in it. And this year in that 14 region, I mean, it was anybody's, well, sorry, three-team region. It was anybody's ball game, and uh, they just happened to come out on the side. I mean, they played tough, tough, close games against New Hampstead and against Jenkins, so it wasn't like they ran away with it, but they, they did the right thing. And, I mean, they got up 16-6 at halftime, and in the second half, they just couldn't buy a basket. And uh, Jenkins got on fire. Jenkins hit the deep ball. But, yeah, they came, they pre- came, uh, they came a long way. And Veronica Sierzant, uh, sorry, Sierzant, Veronica Sierzant, I mean, you know, she's, she's an unbelievable three-sport, four-sport athlete. She can play soccer. She can play volleyball, basketball. I think she's going to try and do track and field also. Her, her, her main sport is volleyball. But when you have a player that can play down low or play out up high when they need you, uh, you know, she's, she's a threat. But the first round is going to be tough for them. And, uh, but like I said, first time in school history, we got a team that has won a region basketball uh, championship. So, Proud of them. Too bad they couldn't read uh, the regular season championship. They couldn't win the whole championship. But, yeah, they've, they've done a good job. Well, we're certainly uh, rooting you guys on uh, definitely from here. And 
it's cool to see what you guys have accomplished. Um, one thing I want to get your coaching perspective on, I guess, is the, um, the Class A private schools. Because they played their region tournaments earlier than everybody else, do you think that that, I mean, I guess the time off is good as far as like rest, but does that hurt them at all having that time off but heading into the state tournament? What's your perspective on that? Well, you know, uh, good friends with Chad Griffin over at Calvary. Uh, they built that into the system just in case they needed that extra week to make up games. Like, for example, okay. uh, Region 3-4A, the boys' side and the girls, we followed their example, but we got into too many uh, COVID-19 cases, so we had to play that last season, before, that last week before the season ended. We were going to do the same thing. One is – you're staying away from COVID-19. You're not around people. So you're guaranteed, or you would be guaranteed. You never know, though. I can tell you. You can tell us more about that. <laughs> Nothing's guaranteed. Right. But it would give us a better percentage of going into the uh, state playoffs without worrying about COVID-19 and forfeiting games. That was the outlook on it. Now, is it going to hurt them having a week off? I, I don't think so, because, like you said, key injuries. Okay? They're going to be rested. They're not going to be in the battle of a region tournament where you have to play two or three nights in a row. So I don't think it's going to hurt them a lot. I really don't. I think uh, our region uh, 1A private schools are uh, battle-tested because every night they play each other, it's, it's, it's a playoff atmosphere. So it's going to be in pretty interesting now when they get to the state. But when you talk about the Class A private schools here in the state, uh, the boys and girls from Christian, Country Day, Calvary, St. Vincent's, they got a tough time coming to them because those those private schools up in the Atlanta area, like I told you, they got six five, six eight, six seven. They got six one, six two girls. So uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough once they get into that second and third round. Going off of that, a similar question question, I guess, for the Johnson girls. Uh, their region stopped their uh, regular season early and took some time off because of COVID issues before the region tournament. And then Johnson specifically didn't get to play that championship game because of what happened with Beach and Savannah right. High. Uh, so do you think that that impacts, obviously Johnson has played obviously very well in the state championship, mm -hmm. uh, state runs in the past. Uh, so they've been there before, but do you think that that lack of, lack of games that they've played this season could impact them at all? I think with this season and him having such a uh, small squad, I think that's gonna help them tremendously. They came out and they proved the other night when uh, they won the first round game uh, that they didn't miss a beat. They were looking forward to play beach again. And of course, yeah. things happened. So, uh, no, I, I think they'll be ready to play. Those girls have been in the state playoffs. Uh, most of those girls know what's going on. I know it's a small squad, but, you know, uh, I mean, they got experience. And, uh, you know, Brandon Lindsay's got experience under his belt. So they'll be ready to play. I don't think it's going to hurt them that much. I think it's I think in the, in the long run, it's going to help them because having a small squad, the girls got a lot of rest. They didn't have to play, like I said, two nights in a row, back-to-back -back big games. So I think it's going to help them. All right. We're going to take your Island Sharks out of it to, uh, so you don't get accused of bias. You had to pick a boys and girls squad that you think can make the deepest run from our area. Uh, who are you going to go with? Uh, I'm so impressed with what Bill Henderson has done at Richmond Hill. Uh, they're very scrappy. They're very aggressive, but once again, lack height. Uh, but they're blue-collared workers. They, they bring their uh, hard hat and their lunch pail to every game. Uh, I could see them making a deep run. New Hampstead has three bigs that can play. Uh, and, you know, with Mr. Walls on the outside, I mean, New Hampstead could make a deep run in that 4A region. Uh, boys, I, I mean, 
I like Country Day and I like Christian. Uh, Calvary was a little behind the eight ball because uh, they're still growing. They got a lot of young players. I can see Savannah Christian and Calvary going deep on the boys' side. On the girls' side, you always got to look at Calvary Day girls. No matter whether they don't have height or they have height, Jackie Hamilton has those girls primed and ready. Double A, Woodville Tompkins. Oh, oh, don't forget the boys. Woodville Tompkins on the boys' side, too. Lenny Williams. He He's going to have those kids ready. They, they could go pretty deep. Uh, on the girls' side, I got to go. As long as the COVID issues don't come back for them. That, that's right, exactly. Yeah. That was their problem in the uh, region tournament. Yeah. Um, on the girls' side, Calvary. I mean, Country Day. I mean, they came on at the end. I saw Country Day in the middle of the season. And like you said, they were hit with COVID-19 cases and they, they didn't play very well, but they got hot at the end of the season. So those three private schools, I think can go pretty deep, deep in the run. Uh, 3A, I got to go with Johnson. I, I mean, I would go with beach too, but there's no beach this year. 4A, uh, it's going to be tough for the 4As to advance. Okay. And I know Islands is one of my school, but it's going to be tough for 4A to, to advance. One is uh, none of the teams really have height except for Veronica Sears and, and, None of them really have great ball handling. And I think that's what's going to do those teams in. Uh, Richmond Hill, they, they were respectable. Uh, they, they hung tough. But I would, I would say the private schools, uh, the Class A schools, uh, Calvary Christian, Country Day, and Woodville Tompkins, those would be my picks to make a deep run. So uh, that's how I'm looking at it. Oh, and the boys' side, I know we don't talk about it, but Memorial Day, Bethesda, and the Habersham School are already in their state playoffs Okay, Memorial opened up on uh, Wednesday night. Habersham's already in the state final four. Uh, Bethesda's already We did there. it. We included it in the Saturday Night Sportscast, Carl. We I'm talked good. about it. <laughs> uh, when, you, when your sportscast comes on and I come home from a Friday night, I'm probably sleeping. Hey, I know. 11 o'clock news. I'd be snoozing too, probably. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, like I said, Habersham School, uh, St. Andrews. They lost a heartbreaker. They lost by one point in their region championship. I know. I hate that. You know, uh, you know, Coach Abrams over there does a good job with that group, too. So the schools that play in Skiza, Giza, uh, the Gaps Association, I mean, you never know. One of them could bring home a state title, too. We think Habersham School has a chance? Do you know they're, anything they're, about the other team? I, they're, they're, I don't. No, it's very tough, uh, you, know, it, you know, but they do what they got to do. They didn't shy away against, uh, uh, against any competition this year. They played Savannah Christian. They played Country Day, just like Memorial. I mean, Memorial was all over the place. So I, I think Memorial could have a deep run, too. I mean, they knocked off the number one ranked team as far as Mac Preps go in Robert Toon's Christian Academy. Yeah. Now they're ranked number one in that double-A in Giza. So it's going to be pretty, be pretty interesting in how those schools do also. Right. I think that's all I've got for you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. I'm sure we'll have you back on here eventually. I appreciate your time, and I'm sure I'll see you take it in some hoops at some point uh, in the coming weeks. Well, I'm praying I get at least uh, t- uh, Tuesday and Friday. I'm, I, we, got, we got a tall task uh, Tuesday on the road out there in Columbus, Georgia, against uh, Spencer High School. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Best of luck to you and the Sharks as well, and we'll be looking out for scores. So uh, make sure you send them to me so that, so that we have them Tuesday night. <laughs> okay, I, I'll do that, and just make sure you're a one-woman show. Keep it going. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good night. I want to thank Coach DeMossi, of course, for his time 
and joining us on the podcast on a Sunday evening. And then we can't forget about the Low Country either. Got some very talented teams over in South Carolina and the SCHSL also getting underway this week. Skiza playoffs in full swing. Uh, so definitely some action going on in the Palmetto State as well. For that, we are joined by Justin Jarrett of Loco Sports, locosports.com. And he's going to give us all the insight that you could ever want on our teams over there. Justin, I want to start with um, a region championship game, um, Hilton Head and James Island. That was that was an exciting game. Um, what did that mean for the Hilton Head program? Oh, it, it was huge. I mean, this season has has been incredible for them. Just the the energy around that program right now. They already knew they were going to have a strong team, and then Will McCracken came home. Uh, you know, loco boy who moved away to Ohio, played at Archbishop Moeller up in Cincinnati, um, was already committed to UNC Wilmington when he moved back to Hilton Head, and uh, and that really just took that program to a new level. He is legit. I mean, he is so much fun to watch. Um, they play such a fun style. They get out and run in transition. Uh, their eyes light up when they get a chance to, to get out behind the defense and, and get a layup or a, a slam dunk. Uh, we're trying to get the hashtag dunk Island trending. Uh, cause I mean, they're throwing it down every game. You got McCracken, you got Jalen Sneed, who's a, an sec football player, you know, um, Sam Suma, who's going to be a tight end at UCLA. They can all throw it down. Uh, and then they've got the other pieces too, you know, Adam Clark can bang it from three, uh, the Alex Smith is as good a pass first point guard as you'll find. And, and, you know, that starting five is outstanding and the bench has stepped up too. So um, beating James Island three times this season, that was a team that started the season ranked third in, in the state and they've taken them down three times now. And that last one was huge because it gets them basically what amounts to the number one overall seed in the postseason. They'll have home court advantage until they get to the lower state finals. So uh, could be huge for them, you know, being able to play on the island and, and the crowd is really into it right now and energized. So I think it's going to be awesome. And that, and that game, you're right, the atmosphere was fantastic. Even with a limited crowd, um, it was hype in there, especially when they started throwing it down. It, it was good times. Yeah, unfortunately didn't get to go, but you guys were kind enough to send us some highlights in it. It looked like a really fun one. I'm sad I didn't get to go, but, um, <laughs> you know, ha happy for uh, Hilton Head, definitely. And their schedule is kind of on par with um, the GHSA's playoff schedule. When when does the first round get underway for SCHSL? Yeah, so the um, it depends on the classification, but the Seahawks okay. will play on Monday night. Uh, they okay. have North, North Myrtle Beach coming in on Monday night. Um, Beaufort High will be at Hartsville that night in the first round as well. Um, okay. And then they'll continue the then the uh, the one A girls whale branch will play on Tuesday. So it just depends on the classification um, and then they'll alternate. So Thursday night will be the second round for Hilton Head um, and then the lower state final will be on March 1st and then on to the state finals uh, the following weekend. So um, you know, we hope to we hope to be making those trips uh, up to Aiken here in a couple of weeks and, and check yeah. out those state championship games. So moving over uh, the skis playoffs are already underway. Um, it's kind of that way in Georgia, too. Things are kind of staggered a little bit. So um, I know Hilton Head Christian is making a little bit of a run in there. So fill me in on um, who we've got playing, who we've got going, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess yeah. at, Who's at, left? at every level. Yeah, it, you know, yeah we're, we're down to that time of year. 
<laughs> yeah, we're down to that time of year where we start crossing the teams off and see right. who's left to go cover, you know. So um, unfortunately, we had to cross a bunch off Saturday night because the, the Region 7 4A girls uh, did not fare well. Bluffton was the region champ, undefeated. Uh, they lost to Myrtle Beach in the first round. Mm-hmm. Beaufort and, and May River both went on the road and lost. So so they're all out. The only girls team we have on the public school side left uh, would be Whale Branch, who we expect to be in the state championship game. They're, they're ranked first in the state. Um, have beaten everybody who's come at them, including a couple of top five teams. Um, so we think they'll be there. They're outstanding. Latoya Mack is, is as good a coach as there is around here. Um, they're stacked in the starting five uh, and, and they can beat you different ways. They've got quick guards. They can beat you with defense. They got bigs. Uh, they do a little bit of everything. So uh, like them a lot. Uh, and then we do, we mentioned the two boys teams that are still in it. Uh, and then the Skiza, um, the girls, of course, Hilton Head Christian is, is the team to beat. They're going for the three-peat, and I, I really don't think they'll be challenged uh, on the way. They've allowed like uh, something like uh, 22 points or something like that in their last two games total. That is a um, stat. They had that's, uh, that's a stat. <laughs> they had three consecutive shutout quarters going, uh, and allowed three points in the next quarter. So three that's points over the course of four quarters, and the subs were playing Ooh. most of those minutes. So I mean, they're just wow. on a different level. Um, that's you know, like beaten football. Calvary, yeah, like it's it's nuts. <laughs> um, so they're on a different level. And, and Calvary's and, a good team. Yeah, and they beat Calvary in a close game. Um, you know, so they're a really quality quality squad. Um, they've got Marlboro Academy on Monday night up in Sumter. They, they play all the skis and games at neutral sites far flung, which is horrible for us, but, um, I guess it's good for travel for the schools. Uh, and then if they advance, then, uh, the semifinals will be on Thursday and then the state championship on Saturday. So they've really condensed the schedule here. They're getting it all in, in a couple of weeks, which is kind of, kind of breakneck pace, especially because a lot of these teams have been playing, three and four games a week to try to catch up on the schedule as it is. So, um, you know, that could be become a factor too. depth and, and guard yeah. are definitely going to be key. injuries and fatigue for sure. Yeah. You don't want anybody to get hurt. And I mean, yeah. And then we've got a couple other teams still going on skis. Uh, uh, Buford Academy girls are still in there in the quarters. Uh, they'll play Spartanburg Christian, which was the runner up to Hilton Head Christian last year and kind of expected to be there again. Um, and then the boys, uh, the boys region did great. Uh, Bethesda in that region, of course, mm-hmm. so Savannah folks know them. Uh, but Bethesda, JP2, and Hilton Head Christian Academy all won their first round games. And that region didn't get any number one seeds in the Skiza tournament. So that was unusual. Uh, you'd expect one of them. Yeah. Bethesda, you would think, would have. Um, and they didn't. So, but, but all three of them advancing. So Hilton Head Christian will actually play Bethesda on Tuesday. Um, and I understand that they're trying to get it played at, at John Paul II, uh, which would be great. Instead of having to go up to Sumter, we could get a, a local game, a home game in the yeah, playoffs. That would be, which would be convenient awesome. for people little, like uh, us. <laughs> yeah, a little interstate battle. That's We don't get too many of those. So um, that would be pretty fun in the playoffs to have a little South Carolina-Georgia thing going. Definitely. So next couple of nights are going to be fun. You know, Monday and Tuesday night will be fun, lots of games, and uh, we hope we don't have to cross too many teams off the list and we can keep rolling. Absolutely. Um, on the Skiza side, they're playing um, higher seed until the final. Is that no? In, in Skiza, they they play at neutral sites. Uh, high school league plays higher seed until the lower state finals, so basically the state semis. Um, they'll play at a neutral site at a high school, and then the finals will be at uh, Aiken at the convocation. So y'all got to bear with me. I feel like we're running <laughs> around like a chicken with my head cut off this week, just trying to keep up it's... with everybody. And COVID keeps moving stuff, and it's like I feel like. You know, make a schedule. It's almost like a moving target. 
I know you you feel the pain running your own website Absolutely. being a one person. Well, <laughs> and they keep switching there's a lot up to keep up with. <laughs> they literally changed the days on the skis and brackets after they released them. So like I already had the schedule all made up and planned out. And then it was like, wait, those games are on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. Because I just like saw some games like pop up and I was like, wait, <laughs> I was like, guess I'll toss these scores in. Oh, so, and by the way, spring sports are starting already has started. So how I fun. know <laughs> I, I, I've been telling people they've been emailing me stuff and I'm like, look, I, I can't do baseball right now. Give me a week. Like <laughs> I cannot Your preseason do tournament is going to have to slip through the cracks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I have to prioritize. I'm one person. Baseball cannot happen for me right now. I just can't. <laughs> so, um, well, I, I just spent uh, two days coaching it. So baseball is happening. I'm afraid. Who, to say. Yeah. Who are you coaching? You told me this. Uh, my son's 10 U team. Oh, Bluffton okay. Braves. Yeah. Okay. Are we, should we scout out any of these players? Anybody we should look out for? Uh, not yet. You know, we're, <laughs> we're still a little young for that. We're still developing. But, uh, you know, the goal is to get these guys all uh, an opportunity to make their high school teams when the time comes and get to keep playing as long as they can. That's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Well, hopefully they're having fun. That's what's important at that they're age. They're having that a we blast, yeah. Burn them out. Yeah. Um, don't go too hard on them. Um, I want to ask uh, you. You should hear our walk-up songs. We're pretty loose. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, I want to ask out of our low country teams and you can, you know, pick from the boys and girls in each classification, what teams do you think have the best chances of making the furthest runs? Who, like, who do you think has the most potential? Who should we look out for? Yeah, I think it starts with Hilton Christian Academy. They're, they're the clear cut favorite to win state championship. The girls. girls. Yeah, the girls. Um, I don't think there's any question there. Uh, but I think Whale Branch is 1B. Uh, Whale Branch girls are also, I would say, the favorite to win the state championship. Um, you know, they were a point away from the state championship game last year, and, and they've improved dramatically um, and moved down from 2A to 1A. So that that's a big difference, too. Although they'll face a tough a tough. Uh, path they'll have to go to east clarendon which has a, a girl named talasia cooper who very nearly put up a quad double on bluffton earlier this year wow. um she's she's sick she'll be the highest ranked kid on the floor and and whale ranch has two or three she's pretty going to play anywhere next kids. year that you know of? uh she's young still uh freshman Ooh. or sophomore oh my goodness um, yeah she's ridiculous so that game is going to be really outrageously good for a 1a playoff game if it happens unfortunately it'll be up at east clarendon but uh, at that point we might not have many left going we may make the trip you know um right. may go check it out uh and then i think on the boys side the only one you really need to to worry about would be hilton head high and uh, you know after what we saw with the girls region you have to worry a little bit um about going up against uh, myrtle beach tomorrow or north myrtle beach tomorrow night but uh, this team is is a different breed, I think. Just the way they play and the way they can put so much pressure on you, both on offense and defense. Uh, you know, I think they're really built for the playoffs, and they're so deep and so athletic. Um, they're going to be a matchup problem no matter who they face. So uh, I think they're going to make a pretty deep run. Uh, I'd love to see them in the state championship game, and the island would go absolutely wild for it because, <laughs> I mean, they haven't even won a region title since 2005. So yeah. uh, this is this is a bit of an anomaly, and it's really exciting, and, and people are really getting into it. And uh, Will McCracken is just a pleasure to watch, but but a pleasure to cover as well. Um, you know, just, just really polished and poised and uh, – likes to play along with it and have fun with it. And, and that's what we're about. You know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We like to um, have a good time and, and, you know, make it entertaining and, and he gets it's it. Sports. And it's it. supposed to be fun. Yeah, man. 
priorities and, and, uh, the and game, perspective. You know? perspective the the you know? Yeah. So um, how have you seen, because I know here in Georgia, we've had some teams, for example, there was a region here in Savannah and they opted in their regular season, like I think two weeks early, um, just to get COVID under control so that they could yeah. play their region tournaments. How have you seen some of the schools on our South Carolina side um, handle and manage the COVID situation and um, how do you think this season has gone as far as the regular season up until this point? I mean, I think you have to say it's been a success. I mean, we're, we're we've arrived at the end of the season right, we're, we we're have season. It on the court, you know, <laughs> like um, I think they did a good job and it, obviously you had programs that got shut down for two weeks here and there that was going to happen if you didn't get shut down I have to question what your protocols were um, you know really because I mean the odds are it's going to get in your bubble um, so uh, some teams probably got lucky that that maybe they got the other teams they were going to play got shut down and it prevented them from interacting you know like um, mm-hmm. it, it was just a huge web of of uh danger <laughs> web of but, danger that really the, sums uh, up the entire year to be honest pretty much pretty <laughs> much um, but you know the charleston schools did they really did uh slow it down for a while and that impacted whale branch in particular they've only played like 10 games um the the private schools really charged ahead for the most part buford academy was super cautious and shut it down for like almost a month just because they had a kid in the school who had tested positive not even on the team Um, So, you know, you saw different levels of of precautions being taken, certainly, um, and some were were quick to keep on playing and, and, you know, have someone quarantined while others were very cautious and shut it all down if if somebody had even a sniffle. So, um, but but I think overall, we did a pretty good job. Uh, I thought the spectators and the the atmospheres in the gym were were pretty safe, uh, considering, you know, all things considered. Um, easy for us to say because we're sitting down on the baseline and don't interact with anybody but um, you know people were spread out for the most part and and masked for the most part so um, you know I'm glad we played and I definitely had Mm -hmm. questions about it uh, and and felt uneasy about it from start to finish probably to some degree but I'm glad they played you're telling me (laughs) you see what it means to the kids and um, you know it's tough there's no easy answers yeah, I'm, I'm glad we played, too, and I was definitely nervous um, pretty much the entire time, every time I stepped yeah. foot in a gym, yeah. uh, to be honest, just because, frankly, I, I know what it feels like, and it's not right. fun, and I wouldn't recommend it, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, overall, people have done a good job and have been respectful and just try to do what's best for the kids, and I think we all can appreciate that. Um, is there anything else you want to hit on or that you would want to mention before we hop off here? Um, I mean, I would just throw a little shout out to the May River wrestling team, uh, state yeah, runner up yes. year five, uh, you know, wrestling did not get quite the love that it normally does this season, just cause there was, there were so few matches. They, they we had did a have really it in the sportscast. Schedule. We did, we did mention. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, there just wasn't a lot going on, you know, there weren't yeah. individual tournaments. Uh, the duels were pretty limited to region matches primarily. And so there just wasn't a lot. I mean, it's Africa a hard sport to this, cover really yeah i mean i know the sport because i grew up with it and and Mm -hmm. you know was in a wrestling gym when i was a year old and actually when i was a week old probably Uh, (laughs) i was born during wrestling season but um but it there just wasn't a lot to cover this year and and ashley powell was telling us you know going into the state championship match he usually tries to get his guys 50 matches before the state championships and they've wrestled like 10 yeah yeah it's it's not the same way off 
Um, but that team, you know, had a really nice run and uh, they were shorthanded with missing some, some key wrestlers in the playoffs um, and still made it to that state championship match, which, I mean, they got steamrolled by East side, but everybody gets steamrolled by East side. They've won 15 out of the last 21 say. state championships. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it happens. My high school would, was the East side of Kentucky. There so you yeah, I get it. We would be like, oh, good efforts. <laughs> yeah. My high school was kind of the east side of Kansas in the, in, yeah. in the like the You got to give it 90s. up to the Sharks, though. Yeah, like the 90s. But yeah, May River, Ashley Powell's done a great job there, built it up. Um, Eli Hall is Especially wrestling such a watch. contact sport in, in this kind of year, like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> honestly, I mean, I, I helped start a, a youth wrestling club here in the low country a couple of years ago and, and my son wrestled for a couple of years and we set mm-hmm. it out this year. It just didn't feel right. Yeah. Um, but I also everybody's got to make those decisions. Yeah. Well, if you're a high school wrestler who's trying to, to do it at the next level, that's a totally different ball of wax. You know, um, mm-hmm. mine's a 10 year old who <laughs> thinks it's kind of fun, you know, like not even his main sport. So totally different thing. And I understand why the kids. Uh, certainly wanted to compete this year and I'm glad they were able to and you know as far as I know we we haven't had students getting super sick Um, obviously you don't know where that web leads and and Mm -hmm. the web of danger you don't know who they're taking it out (laughs) to in the world um, and you can never know but uh, but uh, at least we didn't have any serious issues with kids getting sick yeah I totally agree and um I thank you for your time on this Sunday night. When people are listening, it will be Monday and uh, it'll be playoff day in the low country. But um, I appreciate you, Justin, for the time. I'm sure we'll do this again at some point. Um, And yeah, Justin has his own podcast. So uh, you guys can check that out as well. Yeah, absolutely. We got the we got the Loco Sports Lowdown, uh, and now we're doing we've split out our longer interviews with student athletes and coaches into the Loco Sit Down. Okay. Um, and well, now I'm going to invite Hoops myself report. on. <laughs> we've also got the Loco Hoops Report going um, with uh, at least for the rest of the basketball season. So uh, we got a lot going on, and then I've got my own personal podcast, Dishes How We Do It. Yeah, and you have a Savannah connection to that. You just had the Savannah. I banana do one, actually. So. Jared Orton, the, yeah. the president of Savannah Bananas, was my first guest on Dishes How We Do It, and uh, I interviewed him about doing the dishes, and it went exactly <laughs> as I envisioned it, which is a weird thing to say, uh, but it was a smashing success. So uh, the next one comes out tomorrow. It's going to be fun. All right. Well, thank you for the time, and I appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks, Lindsay. Keep up the good work over there. Thanks. I appreciate it. If you want to have a look at all of the matchups, we've got almost 70 games happening between Monday and Wednesday. Uh, And then, of course, that kind of resets and half of those teams are going to play again. So a ton of games happening this week. I feel like my head is going to explode. But you can look at all those matchups at WTOC.com slash sports, as well as uh, the videos and things from the region highlights and some of those games that we were able to get out to. So be sure and check all that out. Thank you for downloading and listening. Be sure and subscribe. Give us good ratings, all that stuff. Tell your friends to listen. Uh, Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon. Um, I hope you have a great day. Enjoy the high school basketball playoffs, and we will be back soon.